Well, hey everyone, it's Candace Eisner back with you again this week. And in this week's episode, which is the first in my mini series on how to stay a massage therapist for the long haul, we're going to be talking about setting realistic business goals and exactly how you might want to think about doing that. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey, well, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. As I'm recording this, it is early May 2022. In case we're in a time warp and you're listening to this sometime in the future, you know how that works. But uh, yeah, I thought that this would be a good series to get back to the podcast doing because I know that a lot of people in health and wellness, especially massage therapists, have been really rethinking their career over the last, you know, uh, couple years with everything that's been going on in the world. Um, There's been it's been in the news, not specifically to massage therapy, but to all careers where it's called, you know, the great resignation and everybody's changing their careers and rethinking, you know, what they want to do for work. And uh, massage therapists and, you know, related professions certainly aren't immune to that uh, phenomenon that's been happening, right? So I thought this might be a good topic to discuss for those of you who do want to stick with it, who are still interested in being a massage therapist, who are still interested in working in the profession. But you know, maybe maybe you've got some thoughts about uh, how to set business goals or what's the best way to plan uh, your future so that you can actually be in it for the long haul. So this series of episodes is going to talk about that. It's going to talk about realistic, achievable business strategies that when you put them all together, it allows you to keep working as a massage therapist or other professions, like we keep saying, because it's not just about massage therapy, even though I know a lot of you are massage therapists listening, um, but allows you to stick to the profession for many years if that's exactly what you want, you know, and these ideas apply whether you work at someone else's clinic or whether you work in your own space, 100% responsible for everything, right? Or somewhere in between those two things too, because I know some people are subcontractors, but they're responsible for some items. You know how it works, right? If you work as a massage therapist, you know, there's a variety of ways you can do that. So over the set of five episodes, we're going to talk about finances, we're going to talk about business planning, we're going to talk about setting boundaries within your business, we're going to talk about tools and technology that may or may not make your life easier, depending on, you know, how you how you do things. And of course, the importance of taking time for your own self care, because we want to practice what we preach, right? If we're telling our clients they should do these things, we should be doing them too. It's it's important. So for this episode specifically, episode one, we're going to talk about setting business goals. Like I said, right off the top, I'm going to talk about this from my perspective as a business owner of 16 years through my massage days up till now doing design work, as well as sharing some of the things I've learned from online classes I've taken and my formal education as well. Now, I know the reality is any sort of talk about business building can be boring to many of you. A lot of massage therapists I've met are not super interested in taking lots of business classes or thinking about their business in a more, I don't know, shall we call it corporate way? They're more interested in working with clients and taking courses to improve their, you know, the client hands-on skills. And I get that. I totally get that. 
And it's not to say that all of you or, you know, most of you who feel this way are completely ignoring the business parts. You're not. They just aren't something that you want to spend any more time on than absolutely necessary. And it often gets put at the very, very, very end of your to-do lists. Now, I get that. I honestly do. Hell, I do that too. Honestly, I have a monthly reminder. I'm pretty sure I've said this in a previous podcast episode somewhere in the history where I have a monthly reminder, do your uh, accounting, catch up on accounting. I have snoozed that reminder every day for the last week because I have had many other things on my plate going on, personal life, business life, etc. And I haven't done it yet. So I am not immune to this, oh, you know, put off the business task till later idea, right? I do it too. But you have to admit that it is important to think about your business goals and do your business tasks, like like your accounting, to achieve what you want to achieve as a business owner. So for this episode, I'm going to do my best to make this relatable and interesting to you, okay? I'm not just going to like spout off a bunch of like things sounding like I'm reading from a textbook, okay? Cool. I hope that's cool. Let's dive into it. So first, let's clear up what I mean when I say the term business goals. So business goals are very specific time-bound things that you want to achieve as a business owner, okay? They should be attainable, but probably they should also stretch you a little bit, you know? Chances are if you are a therapist in your first few years of business or, you know, if you're just kind of in the middle of your career and you know you want to do something more, as in you don't just want to sustain the business you already have, you do want to grow it in some way, you need to set goals that feel a bit hard to reach. Totally doable, just, you know, stretching things a bit. Extra work if you want to think of it that way. Your goals should also be time-bound and have... uh, a variety of goals. So there should be short-term goals, like say monthly or quarterly, or even weekly if that works for you, and some that are longer term over the course of years, right? So that in short is what we mean by goals. They should be pretty easy to explain to somebody else as well, even though they might not know your business very well. So some parts of business can be very hard to explain to someone who doesn't work in health and wellness, whether it's specifics of working with clients, or your personal why you got into the career, that stuff can be hard for somebody to really quote unquote get, right? But business goals, most people can understand those. So for example, if your short-term goal would be find 10 new clients within the next four weeks, anyone you would explain that to pretty much would understand what you mean by that. Or a longer-term goal could be have a sustained revenue of $5,000 per month before expenses by the end of the year. Maybe you set that goal in January and you work towards it with mini goals till the end of the year, right? Or maybe you go even larger scale. Maybe your dream is to have a small team. So you have a five-year goal of opening a wellness clinic within walking distance of your house and having four different practitioners working with you. This sort of goal would need smaller goals so you can get to that bigger goal. But I think you get the idea. All of these goals that I just mentioned could be easily, relatively easily explained to somebody else. Now, goals, of course, are going to change over time. We don't stay the same as humans, so your goals aren't going to stay the same either, right? Maybe the goal changes to increase income, or maybe it changes to accommodate a change in your personal life, like maybe you had a baby, or you moved to a new city, or you want to work from home so you can be closer to your aging parents who need more help, or an aging dog. I mean, let's let's be realistic here. We have those situations too, right? 
It could even be just because you want something different from your business because you're in a different phase of life or just a different season, as as we say sometimes, right? So don't think your goals are set in concrete and you can never change them. You 100% can. You can change them as many times as you need to. And you can set brand new goals when you achieve the ones you've already set for yourself. Now, I think we have this weird mindset as a society, and that's why I'm bringing this up, where we think a business is failed or just bad because it changes over time. Like if a clinic does really, really amazingly well for 10 years and then it closes, we often call that a failed business, as if those 10 years of success just didn't exist. Or we at least go kind of, you know, oh, that's too bad. That sucks. They were doing so well. What happened? Oh, it's terrible. As if people have to run a business until they retire or die. (laughs) Right? It's a little strange when we think about it that way. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, maybe the clinic owner had a change in their life. Maybe they wanted to move. Maybe they wanted to work from home. Or many, many, many other reasons why they might uh, close a very successful business, right? Something that has nothing to do with the finances. Maybe the business is still doing extremely well, but they decide by the end of the year, they're ready to move on. Maybe they decided the 10 years was a good run, right? And they just want to do something different. So please, when you set your goals, do not think of them as having to be lifetime goals. You can do something for whatever period of time suits you and your life. You can be successful at it, and then you can move on and do something else if that's what you want. That isn't failure. That's the human journey. That's growth. Now, let's chat a bit about being realistic when it comes to setting your goals, because I know that's an important one and one that a lot of us struggle with, right? We either set our goals really, really low because we're just kind of afraid, or we set them like pie in the sky. It's all fine and good to dream big. If you are starting from scratch, maybe you're a new grad, maybe you just moved to a new city where like you have zero clients. Maybe you left the profession for many years while your kids were at home or were only working very, very part time and you're basically starting from scratch. You have like a very small number of clients, but you really need to build from there now that you're back to doing wanting to do it full time. So if you are in that starting from scratch phase or close to it and have big dreams you want to hit, that is awesome. But don't make your one and only goal achieve my big dream, right? Whatever that big dream is. Make sure you're setting goals that are actually actionable towards that big dream. Now, we're getting a little bit textbooky in this section, but please bear with me. It's very, very um, understandable. Uh, it's stuff that anyone can apply, okay? So even if you're like, like, Candace, I don't have a business degree. There's a reason for that, please. I promise this section, even though it's a little bit textbooky, it's very, very actionable and it's very absorbable by anyone, okay? No matter how you feel about all this business talk. So there's multiple acronyms in the business world for this sort of thing. And one that I personally like is the idea that your goals must be SMART, and that's an acronym. I mean, they must also be SMART just because you don't want to set goals that are ridiculous. But SMART stands for this, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-based, or some textbooks uh, writing out there might call it timely, okay? S-M-A-R-T. So not like Homer Simpson, where he says S-M-R-T. We're actually spelling it correctly, okay? Uh, All the Simpsons fans out there know what I'm talking about. If you've never watched The Simpsons, then never mind. (laughs) 
But anyway, let, let's let's talk about that acronym. So specific. Yes, as we said before, goals should always be easily explained to someone else. That means they shouldn't be things like increase my income or get more views on my Instagram reels. Those are nice, but they're not specific at all. Like that literally means nothing or almost means nothing. It's very uh, it's very fluffy goal. It, ha- it has no teeth. It has no actual actionable numbers attached to it. OK, you need to be specific measurable. So that means you should be able to track in a real way. So we're so specific and then measurable. If your goal is to book more clients, you need to be able to track your number of bookings and how many of those are new clients. And you need a specific number you're looking to hit because we talked about them being specific, right? So you're not just saying, I want to book more clients. You're saying, I want to book two new clients per week Uh, every week for the next six weeks, let's say. I just threw that goal out there. Maybe that's your goal. And attainable, yeah, you want to be able to achieve these goals. They shouldn't just be pie in the sky. Almost nobody can attain them, right? Uh, Like your goal shouldn't be make a million dollars tomorrow, um, unless you know you're going to have some sort of amazing windfall, right? They should be achievable goals, which if two new clients a week for the next six weeks seems achievable based on, you know, what you've seen going on in your business, the marketing that you're doing, yeah, that's that's a good goal to set, right? And realistic. So that ties into this attainable and all the other parts of the acronym we've already talked about. You want them based on what's actually going on in your business right now and what you can reasonably do in the next 30 days or three months or whatever, like some sort of time limit, which is the last part of the acronym, right? So you need to understand things about your target clients, your city or town or village, wherever you live, and the way people look for somebody with your skill set, right? That way, you know, you're actually going to be able to find clients and get them to book. You also need to think about what resources you might be missing to hit your goals. Do you need more help? Do you need to set aside more time to return phone calls, work on your website, return emails? Uh, Do you need to get online booking? Is that something that would make it more realistic, right? You need to set your goals with all of that in mind. You can't just set a goal and then do absolutely nothing to try to achieve it. You have to actually work towards it. So you need to make them realistic so you can actually make them happen. That's the important part, right? You can't just guess or hope it will happen. You need to make it happen. And finally, that time-based part that I already mentioned. As we've been saying, your goals should be time-limited, not just, oh, when it happens, happens. That type of thing is fine for like dreaming or like digging into what's important for you in your life. You know, it's fine even for, say, if you're dating and trying to find the right partner. It's okay to have like, hey, it'll happen when it happens mindset. But when it, hap- when it comes to your business, you want to have a time-based goal. Because if you always go around thinking, oh, it will happen when it happens, yeah, not usually. Most of the time you need to actually put steps forward to make that happen. That actually is true with dating too, by the way. (laughs) Now that doesn't mean that if you reach your target time and you, you haven't hit your goal that you've like, you just get a big fat F on your report card and you should just like forget it and not be a massage therapist anymore. No, of course not. Um, it means you just reassess it. You learn from it. You you look at what went wrong, what went right. Were you halfway or two thirds of the way through, towards your goal? And then you go, okay, what can I do to uh, achieve my goal? 
So that's the SMART planning for you. Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-based. So, okay, how do you determine what the right goal is, right? Because we've, 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 we've talked about what kind of goals you want to be setting with, with that acronym. SMART is a great system, but one thing it doesn't do is help you define, you know, what goals are actually right for your business, what you actually need. Well, the early stages are obvious. Let's let's be realistic here. You need clients coming in the door, right? You need to get your le- income level up from zero or just past zero to something more like an actual livable salary. But beyond that, that's where the idea of enough comes in. And if you have been following this podcast for a number of years, you have heard me talk about this before. Now, in order to talk about the enough idea, which I promise I'm going to get into quite a bit, We need to take a step back from our current world of like social media, flashy articles about billionaires and this whole idea that more is more. More is always more. It's not. (laughs) Well, having a goal of, say, a six figure month in your business, that might be like exciting and really cool and even fun. You have to ask yourself, do I actually need six figures a month? For some people, yeah, it the answer is a hard yes. Um, But for the vast majority of you listening, you health and wellness practitioners, massage therapists, the answer is probably a no. Sure, it might be nice to suddenly have, you know, say $100,000 plus to work with, uh, you know, pay for that vacation, the super fancy vacation you've been thinking of and pay down some of your debt, maybe buy a car, whatever else you might want to use that kind of money for. But let's be realistic. How much money do you actually need every month, Right. To pay your bills, have some leftover for fun, like hobbies and traveling and all those fun things that we all like to do, and save some money towards the future. I bet the vast majority of you don't know what that number is. So let's be smart. (laughs) We're going back to the acronym. Figure out what your enough number is, the amount that you need based on what we just talked about, and put that into your business goals. That is how you really best know if you are finding success. Otherwise, you just keep thinking you need to grow, 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 find more clients, more is more, right? Hire more practitioners, get more money. It's really easy to fall into that trap, but that's not sustainable for anybody. Literally nobody can do that. That is unreasonable. You can do it for a period of time, but you're always going to hit a wall at some point. That's not what we want around here, right? Now, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to an article from Jason and Caroline over at Wandering Aimfully, who are my own business coaches, and they talk about this whole concept of enough. But the short version is this, okay? You want to start by figuring out what your absolute bare minimum need is, what you'd be able to just squeak by on, okay? And most people have at least an idea of what this number is, even if you don't know the actual, like, literal to the cent number. So by this, we mean exactly this. Pay all of your bills, your personal and your business bills. Pay down any monthly debt payments that you absolutely have to be making, right? So student loans, car, mortgage, like whatever your monthly payments are that you have to be making. Yeah, Uh, could be credit card debt too. No No shame in that. If you have credit card debt, you have to be making at least some sort of payment towards that every month, right? And also having money for those other really important expenses you cannot get by without, like food, okay? You need to eat gas for your car, things for your pets if you have pets. So the absolute bare minimum essentials. Whatever that is, you're getting by stuff. Calculate that out and that's your starting number, okay? Then you look at the future. 
what would a comfortable number be for you to live on and like sustainably for the future, right? How much extra would you want to have for things like savings to put towards your retirement? And yes, to have fun, to go out, you know, with people, to go on vacations and, you know, just have fun with your life because we don't want to just work all the time. Now, remember, however, that this number needs to be based on not only what you want out of life, what you would like to be doing, but also what your business can sustainably actually manage, right? How much can you increase your income month by month without working 60 hour weeks every single week and foregoing sleep and sacrificing your workouts and sacrificing your family and just being exhausted all the time? Because what's the point of having all that money if you can't enjoy your life? We were saying a second ago, you know, having extra money for fun. Well, if all you ever do is work, how like, and you, okay, all you ever do is work and you take a two week vacation and that is it. And that's your fun for the entire year. Like, why do you want that life? Nobody wants that life, right? So set a realistic, achievable monetary goal for yourself that actually doesn't make you work 60, 70 hour weeks every single week, right? If you do some calculations and see that you just literally can't earn enough doing what you do, there's no way you can work a reasonable schedule doing massage but earn what you need, well, there's a few things that could be going on there, okay? And you need to be honest with yourself about them. One is you might need to rethink your business a bit. Can you raise your prices? Can you sell a product or a book or something to increase your revenue, right? Can you cut some expenses back without sacrificing your business quality? You know, maybe you're using a very expensive accounting program and you could be using something less expensive. Maybe you've got like the top of the line, very expensive online booking. Maybe you could use a cheaper one, etc. There's always ways to cut expenses. There's always ways to tweak the numbers. How can you make it work for you without just working more hours a week? Now, this is, of course, assuming you're already working what is a full-time schedule for you. And that's different for everybody, okay? Don't say, you know, Mom, my colleague works 45 hours every single week. I should be doing that too. Well, maybe not. Maybe 35 is a better choice for you, right? So whatever your full-time is, let's assume that you're already at that. But if you go, oh, I'll just see five more clients a week when you're already working what's a full schedule for you, that's just asking for problems. That's asking for your body to break down or your mental health to take a dive. And we do not want that. Working more is not the answer most of the time. You know, again, unless you're unless you're really early on in your business and yeah, you could probably work more, you know. Um, looking for ways to improve your income without working more is the answer most of the time. So one of the things you might need to do instead is re-examine your enough number. Did you really reach for the stars on it? Did you really dream really big? Did you plan on taking multiple big expensive vacations every year or plan to buy a luxury car or something else that's, yeah, yes, it's your dream, but maybe not sustainable on your income or in the career that you're in? Because ultimately, we want you to stay in this career for the long haul. That's the point of this entire podcast series and and definitely this episode. But that also means you have to make some choices. And that might mean that instead of owning a cottage down the road, you rent one for a few weeks every summer. Maybe become good friends with the owner and they give you like the premium date, like dibs on the premium dates. That could work, right? And it might mean that instead of going on three really big expensive trips every year, You do one bigger trip and then some smaller road trips that are less expensive, but still super fun and 
would be a great option for you and, and you'd have a great time, make lots of great memories, right? Or you can do what my folks did for years, which is, you know, they book sun, sun destinations on the off season. Or um, I know people that book like last minute to get deals. We all we all know about like the deals on vacations. I don't need to talk about that. This podcast is not about vacations. But you get you get what I'm saying here, right? I think you get the point. If you want to be in this career for the long haul, you need to make sure your dreams fit the reality of the career you have chosen. As much as I love and respect healthcare. Unless you're like a surgeon or something like that, or say you're a massage therapist to rich, famous people and they're paying you a heck of a lot of money, you aren't going to be pulling in 250K plus per year. Just just putting that out there, okay? And many jobs in tech, like maybe you heard that number and you're going, oh my God, like I would never dream of making that. But the reality is in a lot of jobs in tech, that's not a far-fetched salary at all. That's actually you know, a ballpark for a lot of people. It doesn't even have to be a super senior role. And that might shock you, but it's the truth, right? But massage therapists, you need to be realistic about these things. It's not to say you can't make that kind of money, but very, very few do. And the vast majority that are making that kind of money, they're not having like, their their lifestyles, basically they work all the time. And that's not what we're about on this podcast, right? So overall, we need to be realistic about these things. And I really think most of you are. Most of you listening are probably going, Candace, I never thought I was going to make 250k a year. What are you talking about? There are a few out there who, who, you know, have those dreams. And that's great. I'm not saying don't shoot for your dreams. Just be realistic. I think most of you are. But still, it's important for me to say your dreams have to match the reality of the career that you're in. Overall, we want to make sure your business fits your life. Not only with the idea of, you know, expensive toys and trips and all those things, but just your day-to-day life, right? We want to make sure that you have an income that, you know, is good and supports your life, but also the time to live a good life, to enjoy time away from your clients and clinic and not even thinking about work, not checking your email all the time, not returning phone calls, like literally taking time off. And that is what we're going to be talking about in our next episode. So... Here's your homework. Here's your assignment, should you choose to accept it. Go ahead and set those SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T, and figure out what your minimum and enough numbers are, okay? And meet me back here in two weeks where I'm going to be launching episode two in this series, where we're going to be talking about making sure you are working to live, not living to work, okay? All right. I'll see you back here in two weeks. And until then, take care. And I hope you have an amazing two weeks in your business. Well, thanks so much for listening, everyone. I really appreciate your time and the fact that you decided to join me today in listening to this episode. Show notes are now available for podcast episodes, and they contain links to helpful resources and other information. Just head to happylittlebiz.com, that's my website, and check out the podcast I've got show notes for individual episodes in there, as well as articles on other topics for building a strong health and wellness business if you just check out the rest of the site. So while I've got you, I'd like to mention I truly do appreciate it when people leave me a rating or review on iTunes if you really like this podcast. So yeah, you can do that by just going to iTunes and looking up Life Beyond the Massage Table and then clicking on that Ratings and Reviews tab to leave your own. Okay, that's it for this week. I'm sure you have other things to do, and so I'll let you get back to them. Have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll catch you back here another time.